Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest, Aban. Aban is with ISUPK Canada, most commonly known as maybe the Black Israelites. Um, However, Aban does, as he did in the previous episode, which was episode 532. If you want to go back and listen to that one, um, he provides a explanation, which um, I'm not going to say differentiates from the Black Israelites, uh, but instead is more specific about exactly the organization he stands for. Uh, Very fascinating to me to learn, of course, about different organizations um, and and all the different implications that go into everything that Aban speaks of in today's episode. I appreciate you tuning in. If you're a fan of The Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. We're going to head to the Louisville Combat Academy Roadcaster line, where I am joined once again by Aban. Aban is of ISUPK Canada, and of course, he is a returning guest. Aban, how are you today? Doing well. How are you doing, Kelly? Doing very well. I know this is the second time you've been on the show, but I always try to assume some people will be tuning into this episode for the first time. If it's all right, could you give a brief summary of what your position is? Yeah, I'd be happy to do so again. So I'm a BUN representative of Israelite School of Universal and Practical Knowledge, uh, ISUPK for short. Long story short, we are a group started out of uh, 1 West 125th Street, Harlem, New York. Since 1969, we've been teaching the truth of the Bible. The so-called Blacks, Latinos, and Native Americans are the Israelites, are the biblical ethnic Jews. We prove that through uh, the Bible, through prophecy, through history in the Bible, the law, statutes, and commandments listed in the Bible, as well as 
archaeology and history of the known world, specifically of the Americas. All right. We have to offer those people, the, the biblical ethnic Jews, the Israelites of the Bible, the Israelites of antiquity, we have to offer them is a solution to all of their problems. This is what uh, Patrick and I will discuss. Kelly, excuse me. Kelly and I will discuss uh, later on in the show. The solution to all of the problems and ills and plagues that, that affect the so-called Black, Latino, and First Nations communities. Uh, that's my job. It's my calling. It's my passion. It's what I've been doing for the past uh, half decade or so. Okay. Aban, of course, on the first episode, I feel we did, you know, is about of uh, about as good of a, I guess, introductory type of episode as we could do for, you know, whatever it was. Um, uh, let's see, it was a 58 minutes, so right about an hour long episode. I assume you listened back, or at least you remember the, the content that we discussed on the episode. Do you feel that first episode gave an adequate description of what you're about? And is there anything in particular, before we move into the topics of the questions for today's episode, um, is there anything in particular, any loose ends or anything from that first episode you think should be addressed? Great question. Um, I think we touched on many of the basic things, many of my basic premises, uh, my worldview in the previous show we had together. But I would like to touch on one thing quickly. I I can't recall if I touched on it before or not. Um, We're not a religion. And I don't know what uh, information you found on us or what have you. I know you said you were doing some research, but we're not a religion in the sense that, um, how do I explain this? We're not a religion in the sense that we stick to the law, statutes, and commandments, what's written and what is listed in the Bible. All right, we don't stray from that. Now, as far as the Catholic Church goes, as far as the Muslim mosque goes, other institutions whose religion, whose belief system is based on the Bible, I can't say the same thing about them when you look at their actions specifically the actions of the Catholic Church in the last oh, half, half millennium. Um, that's not, you know, if, if you're, you know, whoever that will listen to this in the future, what have you, Catholic, you know, that's on you. It's America, it's a free country. But when you look at the acts of the Catholic Church and the damage that they have uh, produced, particularly among children and amongst so-called First Nations or Natives in Canada, when you look at the damage that, it's, that has been produced by the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, you see their fruit. And Christ said this, that you shall, you shall know them by their fruits. Everyone talks and says they love God. Everybody does. Drug dealers say they love God, murders. The Italian, the Italian mafia, many of them are Catholic. All right? A lot of people say they love God, but actually doing the thing that he said to do, that he says to do in that book called the Bible, that is something that is very, very difficult. And that is something that we teach uh, our students and those who hear us but don't care about what we say. We teach and instruct them to do uh, those things, which are the things that are listed in the Bible, the law, statutes, and commandments, which in my opinion is much different than a religion. Religion will change and adapt with the time. So yes, you know, Christ wasn't born December 25th. There are many different scriptures in the Bible that prove that, etc. But, you know, we'll still celebrate December 25th as Christ Mass or the celebration of, of Christ's birth. All right. January 1st is called the new year now, but back in the day and in many other, many Eastern uh, cultures, January 1st is not the new year. The new year in many Eastern cultures and in most of the world actually is uh, the so-called springtime, which lines up with the new year of the Bible. So there have been many things that have been changed in religion. You know, what you can and cannot eat religion has changed. And we've seen the ramifications of the effects of that with the uh, novel coronavirus. You know, they say it came from the consumption of bat. So um, though these, these law statutes commandments, many of these things that are written, many of them have scientific implications, hygienic implications, etc. 
what religion will do is religion will change and adapt to the time. So if a bunch of people are celebrating or worshiping the Yule log, they'll bring in the Yule log in on the day of December 25th and say that, Oh, uh, Christ was born this day or Easter, you know, Easter with, with bunnies, you know, bunnies don't lay eggs. I don't know if anyone knows that uh, bunnies are mammals, but they'll say bunny rabbits lay eggs. We're going, uh, Easter egg hunts also tying that in with Christ. So that's not what we do. I just want to make that clear before we get started. Sure. It's, it's very relevant. And of course, what you mentioned with the Catholic Church over the past however many years, I guess specific, specifically with the pedophilia, uh, I guess is the uh, your main gripe, I assume, with the Catholic Church. Would that be accurate? It's, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's their, main, uh, it's their main claim to fame at this point. I don't know what they're teaching. I don't hear anything about their sermons. I, I think a lot of their sermons they do in Latin still. I'm not sure. You know, maybe they switch. But um, I don't hear much about their sermons. I don't hear much about their outreach. I don't hear much about their community service. But I do hear a lot about their child molestation. Now, is that because the media wants to portray a, a, a bad, them in a bad light? Sure. However, you can't get over the fact that they have affected a lot of children's lives. And, and Kelly, it's June. You know what that means? In the United States. It is Pride Month. And let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's get into that rainbow a little bit, right? Let's start to get to the top of that rainbow. Let's start to walk our way to the pot of gold and see what, you know, this world has kept hidden. And the, the thing that this world has kept hidden is that many, 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 many folks that are walking around with rainbows were products of the Catholic Church. What, are, what do I mean by that? Products of the Catholic Church's teaching? Not necessarily. They're products of the Catholic Church's destruction. And their destruction is evident in the news media, etc. Their destruction primarily being the destruction of children because they've lied on the Bible. They've done that enough. But here recently with the amount of cases that have come up in the news, it is evident that there's been a lot there. There has been a lot of molestation done in this country and we shouldn't, if we're going to be responsible citizens as Americans, if we're going to care for our fellow Americans, I'm speaking, you know, as an American citizen in the sense that, um, if we're going to stand up in June, bear with me one second, Kelly. If we're going to stand up here in June and claim we love gay people, let's say that, for example. Now, if you're asking me personally, as a prophet of God, as a priest, um, I'm against all forms of homosexual sex, whether that be man with man, woman with woman, a threesome where you've got two men and a woman because, you know, you, you're looking at each other, what have you. I don't, I don't know how, how deep I can go here, but I'll, you know, won't get too graphic. Two women and a man together, what have you. Um, if we're going to say we love those people that engage in those acts, then we can't ignore what happened to many of them, Kelly. What happened to many of them is they were in church and the Cardinal, Father McGillicuddy, what have you, affected them in a way that they cannot wipe away. And rather than fighting it, what many of them end up doing is they'll say, I was born this way. This is how I will. This is who I am. This is how I am. I'm born this way. It's, it's highly coincidental that there's so many of these people born this way, Kelly, when it's on TV, you've got the rainbow on TV, you've got the Pride Month now, you've got it put into many children's shows, etc., and you've got the Catholic Church touching every kid, basically that's not nailed down. Lo and behold, everyone's born this way. I find it highly ironic. What I come to realize, however, is that many of those, these people in this community have been uh, harmed in that way by this group called the Catholic Church. So I, I specifically Kelly, say all this to say we, I, we and I, we are delineating ourselves from the Catholic Church from all, and from all religions. We're not affiliated with them. So that's something that, that I really wanted to harp on also because it's June, it's topical. 
you know, this is going to be on Spotify, what have you. So let's, uh, let's give the people the, uh, the full deal. All right. Sure. No, I appreciate that. Now you also mentioned Je- Jehovah's Witnesses, I think also, didn't you? Yes. The Jehovah's Witnesses, I'll, I'll be brief. Jehovah's Witnesses were also implicated in a very large, uh, uh, pedophilia ring. I'll see if I can look it up here. I also, I got an iPhone. All right, let's give that a hand. iPhone, newest version. It's it's Kelly. It's it's amazing. You know, you just amazing. Up, so let me just upgraded. Absolutely, yep. Upgraded iPhones. It's amazing amount of amazing amount of power in the palm of your hand. It's definitely worth the price. Joe's witness. Uh, trial. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. But yeah, the Jehovah's Witnesses were implicated. Yeah, Jehovah's Witness sexual abuse. So there was a. Uh, Joe's witness lawsuit. I don't know how long ago it was. 2016 in the UK. It says in 2016, a UK judge upheld a ruling against Joe's witnesses for failing to protect a victim of child sexual abuse. That's one. Uh, here's another article from 2020. Montana court reverses 35 million child abuse verdict against. In one second, go into the against Joe's witnesses. Bear with me one second. I'm going to read a, a paragraph in this article. This is from NPR. It says, uh, Montana court reverses $35 million child abuse verdict against Jehovah's Witnesses. Second paragraph from NPR. A lower court had found that the church illegally failed to report a child sexual abuser to authorities, which allowed him to continue sexually abusing another child. This is a short list, Kelly, of many, many incidents that have occurred uh, within Christendom. When I say Christendom, I'm including Catholicism as well, even though they like to delineate themselves. I don't. Within Christendom, Catholicism, Jehovah's Witnesses, etc. So yes, uh, many of these different groups are, are guilty of these things. I don't want to touch on that here in June because a lot of these rainbow folks have been affected by that. Hmm. Okay, very interesting. I'm happy I... Um... I, I touched on the, the previous episode and that, that kind of gave you the opportunity to, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, to differentiate yourself. You take pride, what I've learned from you thus far, Aban, is you take pride in what you do and what you support being much more traditional, um, not, you know, uh, uh, supporting something as, I, I guess that's about the most universally disliked thing throughout our our culture is pedophilia i guess right i mean but apparently i mean it's it's still still a significant uh problem man this country yep what a horrible topic yeah yeah truly but the the sad truth is that it's affected a lot of people particularly in this country um i can get you know we can go into the history of why that is maybe in a future episode but you think in in this country more than others Mm -hmm. Um, I have to look at the numbers, you know, I, I hadn't, I hadn't dug into the numbers in, in other countries, but I, w- what I would say, Kelly is any country and you know where I'm, going, <laughs> where I'm going with this at this point, really any country that is not operating under the book called the Bible, is they're not going to, uh, they're not going to do the right things. If you look into really any other culture, even within Islam, pedophilia isn't necessarily scolded. When you look at Muhammad and you read one of the hadiths, uh, it, it describes pretty graphically a, a sexual encounter that Muhammad had had with his nine-year-old wife, Aisha, Aliyah, I can't remember her name, but it, it states that he or she had his, you know, emission on her or him when he went to go pray. So many, 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 many 
cultures condone these sorts of acts. You have a group in Pacific Islands. Those of you listening, you, you can go look this up, but they have a, a ritual where before a boy becomes a man, he must perform oral fellatio on the tribal elders and receive their emission. And in their culture, they believe that's what makes a boy a man. All right. You have a group called the Bacha Boys of Afghanistan. You can go look that up. All right. These same groups that America is doing deals with, the Taliban, etc., are staunch, are, are very into um, homosexual sex. They don't talk about that either with ISIS or with uh, the Taliban. A lot of them ha- are having sex with boys or what have you. So many other cultures think of this as normal, but in, in my opinion and in my worldview, there is one book that puts an end to that specific act that, that does not normalize it. And that act and that book uh, is the Bible. America has copied Greek and Roman philosophy. America has copied Greek and Roman politics, uh, the, the way America uh, performs foreign policy, what have you, similar in essence to Greek and Rome the way they organized towns and named certain towns even is Greek and Roman in origin, some of them. All right. And the people who control this place are the sons and daughters of the Greco-Roman empire. All right. Which later became Western Europe, what have you. So where am I going with that? Where I'm going with this, uh, Kelly is America is a carbon copy. It's very similar to the Roman empire and the Greek, the Greek empire. And in the Greek empire, you had something called pederasty. You can go look that up which is essentially normalized uh, pedophilia, which is sort of where they're going here in America. So I wouldn't be shocked if they just make it, make it legal, make, you know, sexualized children. Why don't you, they've done it. They've done it with everyone else. They've, you know, women basically are being run out of sports and run into only fans, Kelly, uh, run out of sports, run into only fans. Pretty much. If you ain't in a bikini, you're not showing your behind. There ain't much. There's not much, you're not showing your behind in a bikini or acting a fool. At least we are with, with so-called black women or acting a complete fool and embarrassing us. You're, you're as a woman, how else are you going to get view, you know, viewership? How else are you going to get appreciated? How else are you going to get attention with women like, you know, they've pretty much relegated women to, to re- real, you know, when I say women, I say women who are born as women, they pretty much relegated them to the status of whores and are now promoting men who, change their gender to women as, as women allowing them to compete, what have you, um, which is similar to what they've done in Greece and Assyria, etc. So, so these things happen here in America because these things happened in Greece. History repeats itself. All right. And the only way for it to end is if, uh, this system of things changes. Wow. Okay. Very, um, relevant discussion, especially the way you tied a lot of that into what's going on with sports and, and, um, you know, what's popular really in June of 2022. I'm going to move on, Aban, now to the questions I had sent you. First one I have here is, are you a fan of democracy? Great question. So I had some time to to think about this. Uh, I personally am not a fan of democracy, and I'll give several reasons why. Firstly, uh, when you look at the word democracy, it's demo, which is, uh, means mob, and then Crassy, like autocracy, meritocracy, uh, etc. There's other, uh, there's other crassies as well. Um, demo is mob. Crassy would be rule. All right, that's the that's in essence the etymology of the roots of the word mob rule. In general, Kelly, when mobs rule, they are controlled by what is called groupthink or mobthink, 
And in general, groupthink, at least with, within humans, groupthink is directed by emotions, Kelly. So what feels good becomes the think of the group, generally. What tastes good, what smells good, Kelly. What seems right to the group is accepted by the group. So let's use America as an example. America is called a democracy, which um, we'll get into. We'll get into that in a second. America is called a democracy. So people in America are told that you have the rules, the rule of the people, right? So the people believe that they were, many people believe that they were born, you know, with a certain sexuality, which I don't know how you're born with a specific sexuality. You're born really only knowing how to breathe and nurse, right? And a few other basic human functions. Sex is not one of them. But there's somehow a group of people, Kelly, who are born with a certain sexual orientation. Now, because we are given the illusion that this is a democracy, what will happen is, because a few people in the group believe that, now that, that thought has to become the ideology of the country. And so that's the problem with democracy. No, I'm, not, I'm personally not a fan of democracy. I don't think that everyone should have rule or everyone's, everyone's thoughts and inputs and impulses and emotions should go into how a country dictates itself. There should be a set standard. That standard should be set from the beginning, in my opinion. And that standard should be uh, kept throughout, which is why there are many people that are up in arms about, you know, constitutional rights and constitutional rights being uh, uh, stepped on, essentially, by the federal government now. You know, part of that is because you set out, you started out with a set of rules that you've now changed and stepped on and walked on. It just creates problems, Kelly. So, no, I'm not a fan of democracy. Mobs should not have rules because generally when mobs have rules, they deal with emotions, et cetera, et cetera. And people in mobs and groups, right, they, they do things that they wouldn't normally do alone, all right? You know of that if you've ever been to college, you've seen some of the, the, the things that happen in college. Many of the things that are done in college by, you know, pupils and students or what have you, they wouldn't do at home in front of their parents. They wouldn't do in front of their mother and father, but they're away with a group of peers, which spells for disaster in many cases. All right. That's the problem. Democracy. Part one. Part two. Um, if we're talking about America, America isn't exactly a democracy, Kelly, because when you think about whose word really affects the representatives, right? Because they're elected representatives in America that are chosen to represent the people. Right. So, so in, we're told that people vote for elected representatives. Those elected representatives represent the people. But when you look at things like PACs and you look at super PACs and you look at, you know, uh, candidate funding and gubernatorial funding, et cetera, you see that these aren't everyday white collar or blue, blue car, what have you, everyday working class people that are able to give these individuals these sums of money. These are generally corporations, these are generally groups such as Big Tobacco, Big Chicken, Big Sugar, what, what Big Pharma, what have you, that are swaying these elected representatives. Now, we have to ask ourselves, is a corporation, is their interest the same as, an, as John Q. Public's interest? No, it can't be. And that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's just the way it is. Corporations are concerned about their bottom, concerned with their bottom line, right? We're in America. America is a capitalist country, right? You can't play capitalism. You can't take part in capitalism without having capital, money, cash, right? Those, those with cash rule the ones that do not. It's as simple as that. And so if, if we're talking about a democracy, you know, I don't believe, um, I'm not a fan of democracy. I really don't think America is either, right? Because 
Um, there would be certain steps taken to, to curtail lobbying, to curtail super PACs where you have these giant sums of money being given to individuals in their campaigns that they don't need, uh, et cetera. So, no, I'm not a fan of democracy for those reasons. Okay, fair. I, I actually really like that answer. I agree with you. Um, second question is, in our first episode, which for those of you who are listening was episode 532, I think today's episode will be 548. But if someone wants to go back and listen, that was the Kelly Patrick Show episode 532 previously. But in episode 532, you alluded to the educational system changing um, or taking away or some some form of history regarding racism in our country. What did you mean by that? Was that alluding to all this hysteria um, that goes into critical race theory being taught? Or, or did you mean, you know, maybe in Florida where they're banning certain things? What exactly did you mean uh, in the, the first episode, episode 532, regarding that? Yeah, so I'll, I'll point to a specific uh, incident that's been reported to answer that question first. So this is from Independent uh, Co. The paper is a news site out of UK, what have you. It's titled American High School Textbook Calls African Slaves Immigrants. So if you go back to that podcast, those of you that are listening as well as Kelly, if you go back to that podcast, I specifically mentioned that in certain textbooks they, were, they had changed um, the word slave to immigrant, essentially. Right? And I'm going to read an article on that. Uh, in a moment. Some American textbooks are teaching students questionable versions of American history, including the classification of African slaves as quote immigrants. In an analysis by CBS News of four textbooks used in public school classrooms nationwide, it was found that certain subjects were either undercovered or in some cases presented incorrectly. So what I'm what I was talking about, Kelly, is that many terrible, terrible events in American history were not covered at all. I won't even go as far as to say undercovered. Right, incidents such as the incident of, uh, of what they call Black Wall Street or Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was the first aerial bombing. Uh, first, I believe only aerial. Well, no, first because Pearl Harbor was after. It was the first aerial bombing in the United States. We had a mob of angry uh, so-called white people who went into a black section, the black section of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which was doing very, very well at the time, and bombed it aerially. And essentially had a massacre. You have massacres in Memphis. I mean, there, Kelly, there's so many massacres. <laughs> once, once again, Kelly, let's tie this in with current events, mass shootings, right? This is a current event in everyone's mind. I mean, nobody's read a book, Kelly. I guess no, no one's, like history, history teachers, the history curricula in America is horrible. Because, Kelly, there, there have been so many massacres in the United States. I can't even count it. It'll make you... It'll make your head spin. I mean, massacre here, massacre there, massacre in Memphis, massacre in Cincinnati, ma- the Boston Tea Party. The start of what made America was a massacre, right? The preclude to the Boston Tea Party. I can't recall the, the uh, event name and history off the top of my head. Christmas addicts and then several others were shot by Redcoats. That was a massacre, right? Or, or that, that would have been classified as a mass shooting, I believe, according to today's uh, definition for more people injured or killed. Right by gunfire, mass shootings literally made this country. <laughs> and if we're going to talk about popular culture, they they are on us, you know, so-called blacks in this country with the shooting and the guns and the 
the hard lyrics, but all we have to do is scroll back to the 60s, Kelly, to see shoot 'em up westerns. Shoot 'em up westerns with John Wayne killing the Indians, shooting random people. We go back to these uh, cartoons, uh, uh, was Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry, Roadrunner, what have you, with indiscriminate violence. Uh, Mr. Rogers lobbied or spoke to Congress in 1969 about the, the escalating violence in children's shows and how you know children are highly impressionable and if they're watching this, they're going to become normalized to it. They're going to become normalized to this sense and this level of violence and that's what's happened across this country. And they're saying, some people are saying, well, the video games aren't causing these mass shootings. Some people are saying the video games are causing the mass shootings. The video games are <laughs> definitely a factor in many of these mass shootings with kids or younger people. Uh, Communities acts of terrorism or mass murder. Because, yeah, every kid, Kelly, every kid is not going to go and, and try and make Grand Theft Auto in real life where he's just running around and shooting random people. But a maniac, Kelly, or a kid that's unstable is going to kill all the kids that won't. <laughs> right? So, so what are we even, what are we talking about? Right? There's many, many different issues, but where I was heading, where I'm going now is to history. Yes. There have been many, many massacres they don't talk about in, in, you know, in, in modern United States classrooms of history. I just read an article where they literally called so-called African slaves or black slaves immigrants. They, I believe they since revised that, but there was another textbook that was used as the standard textbook for an AP American history class that also listed so-called African slaves as immigrants. We weren't immigrants. We were forcibly removed and taken here. You have some uh, people walking around who believe that they're so-called black who are in fact Native American that were enslaved here. It's, it's multifaceted, right? And there was a lot of slavery in this country. There are a lot of really, really bad things that were done in this country that they don't talk about. So Kelly, in, in regard to critical race theory, my definition is probably different than many uh, bigwig Negroes definition is, which is, I believe, in my opinion, their definition is we have to educate everyone in America about what happened to us. I don't think that's everyone's, I don't think that's everyone's concern, quite honestly. Like, people know what happened. Like, okay, perpetrators of many lynchings, they know what they did. And their grandkids typically know what they did. They talk to their grandparents. Like, you I imagine you talk to your grandparents. I talk to my, I've, I've talked to mine a few, once, a few times and they ask and their grandfather more than likely would tell them, yeah, we did this, that, and the third in 19, whatever. So people know what happened in America. It's not played on firstly. So the, the fact that these educated so-called black professors, HBCU professors, what have you want to now teach the country, everything, they know what they did. That's why they don't want to bring it up. It's like, it's like Kelly, it's like going to a Nazi and now sitting the Nazi down telling him, yeah, you've got to learn about the Holocaust every year. They don't want to do that. Generally, they'd rather not. They'd rather get on with their lives. And, and that's what most people in America want to do. They, yes, this dirt was done, but we won. So leave it alone. So bringing everyone in to educate them about it, I think is, is, is they know what they did. Okay. They know exactly what they did. You ask enough people, you talk to educated history professors, they'll tell you about the many massacres that occurred. So my definition, definition of critical race theory is this. There are many, many horrible things that happen to so-called black people, Latinos and natives that no have not been covered. And they should be, they should be talked about. If, if, like, if we're going to talk about American history, let's talk about American history. It shouldn't be called critical race theory. It should be called American history because this is history that happened in America that they're not talking about. So those are the things that I'm talking about. The many, many massacres that have gone on and now, 
and you know they they're griping about mass shootings. I don't understand it. This is America. This is Jesse James. This is Billy the Kid. This is all. This is um, Dillinger's. I can't remember his name. Anyway, this is John Gotti. This is Al Capone. This is everyone that America loves and idolizes. Now it's you know now it's terrible, which it's always been terrible. But what we should say as Americans, it's always been terrible. All right. And we should talk about these things that have happened. Okay. So uh, that's my take on, yeah, that's my full full take on critical race theory. It should be called American history. Americans definitely need to learn about massacres because they're going to continue to happen. It's a part of the fabric of America. The only way to change mass shootings is to change the society, is to change the system of things. And that's a whole other discussion, you know, so. I'd, yeah. I'd say at least for high school teachers in the United States in 2022, they... To their credit, they do not call any of their racial stuff that they're teaching. I've never seen any case of what's actually called critical race theory being taught like in high school. So it's not called that. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not, uh, you know, a a couple different political sides to it still. And there is. And I I think technically critical race theory is a a advanced political. Yeah. Advanced college course so it does exist but it, based on yeah. what i know not so much in high schools um okay That's good. i would also say that yeah i'd also say that if i could stop you real quick i also say I, you know it's, it's kind of insulting as a theory right because if we're going to talk about the injustices that were done to specific people that's not a theory I mean, like I said, it's just the facts. It's history. It's just things that happened. So mm-hmm. yeah. we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. No, that's interesting. And and I have uh, read a little bit, and you know tried to learn a little bit about what is critical race theory. And my understanding would be um, to make sure that adequate coverage is given to the history uh, of these horrendous acts that did occur in the United States. But beyond that, I think critical theory, whether it's critical gender theory or whatever it is, critical theory takes it to where it's instead more so focusing on how uh, the current state of our country is like systemically racism or or systemically racist or systemically um, homophobic or uh, transphobic. So um, all these different critical little categories you can be put into, which and then how the society today basically discriminate like a, 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 a let's say a black transgendered uh, uh, f- born female but identifies as a male. Um, person who is also, you know, I don't know, Jewish or Muslim or something. That would be like, how many check marks can you have on the critical theory spectrum? So that would be the person who's facing the most in this specific line of thought. So it's an interesting topic, um, and it's certainly polarizing uh, 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 right now. I mean, of course, especially like in Florida, but but I'd say all across the country, it's a hot button topic. Do you have any additional thoughts on any of that? Yeah, so I, I looked up some of the books that were banned. I think it was by Florida. Um, I don't think they should ban To Kill a Mockingbird. I think that I think it was just my opinion. It was just a good book, you know. And so if it's a good book, I think the, the kids, children should read it, particularly in Florida, um, because it's you know it's 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 a topic and a storyline which, sadly, once again, some children you know may be able to relate to through their grandfathers or what have you, you know, on both sides. So, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird definitely shouldn't be banned. I believe they banned that book. There were a few books where they were talking, it was more on the side of, of like they were, 
talking about like rear ends or bottoms or something and farts. I don't, so some strange book. It's a few of the books, a few of the books on that list. It's, it's kind of, you know, I don't know why they're having kids, kids read it, but I didn't see anything particularly wrong about wrong with it. If you get my point. So sure. no, Jaquilla Mockingbird definitely shouldn't be off that list. That, that I didn't, I didn't agree with that at all, but um, you know, we should also note that the, though the South lost the civil war, they have a lot of power. South has a lot of power. When you look at the, uh, you know, school board and what schools teach, the reasons, the reason Kelly, the Florida and Texas were in the news is because with the Florida and Texas school board, I'm giving them, I'm putting air quotes around that term. I'm not sure that's what they call it. Florida and Texas department of education or what have you, what they decide is basically what gets printed in textbooks. Do you know why? Because a large portion of America's school districts are where Florida and Texas. You've got Florida, which is the third most populous, second or third is the third most populous, definitely one of the largest states, definitely one of the most populous states. So what they say gets put in textbooks, Kelly, is going to get put in the textbooks. So you have these states down south, and Florida specifically is, is in the news a lot. I'm not sure if you or the, the listeners will know that, but these states are in the news because they hold a lot of power. Texas, Florida still holds a lot of power and sway in this, in this country specifically with, with what is and is not taught in schools. Right, because if you're manufacturing textbooks, you want to make money. And if you want to make money making textbooks, you'll send them to the place in most schools, Texas, Florida. All right. Okay. Great stuff. I'm going to move on to our final question. What is the long term and even the short term? I don't know. But what's the best solution to improve the African American situation in our country? Great question. So, the solution to so-called black people, African-American, whatever you want to call them, whatever byword you want to use, um, the solution to our problems is found in the Bible, all right? There are a list of rules. The so-called Jewish man has taken that, those rules and he's called it the Torah. The word Torah just means lifestyle, okay? So there's a specific group of people that the Bible was written for, and those people are the Israelites. Within the first five books of that book, Right, really, it's a compilation of books. The first five books of that compilation of books is what many of you know of as the Torah, which is actually a lifestyle. So, in that, in the within those five books, the Most High God instructed those people that if you follow those rules, that you would be on high above every other nation on the earth. That's in the Bible. All right. But if you do not follow those rules, you will be cursed in the field, in the city. When you come out, when you come in, you will be defeated by your enemies. The woman that was tender and delicate among you, her eye shall be evil toward her husband. The husband or the man, young man who is tender and delicate in the sense that he's young, his eye shall be evil toward his brother. It's, 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 a liter- it's right there in the book of Deuteronomy. Now, when I go and read that, so Kelly, your question was, what is the near-term and long-term solution to so-called African-Americans in this country? All right. As I stated in the beginning, so-called black people in this country, what we have found, what I have found, is that they biblically, they're the, they're the real Jews. They're the Israelites of the Bible, the Israelites of antiquity, so-called blacks, Latinos, and natives. And when we're talking about solutions, we need to go to the Bible. The Bible lists all the solutions, near-term and long-term, for so-called black people, so-called African-Americans specifically, since that's where your question lied. The Bible contains the solutions to our problems. 
Okay, within the Bible, you have uh, five books which the Jewish man has taken and called the Torah. The word Torah means lifestyle. It's how people should live, right? The Israelites, the Bible is written to for them specifically. Within the first five books of that compilation of books, which is called the Bible, you have what's called the Torah, the lifestyle. The Lord, the Most High, said in that in those within those first five books, if you keep these laws, statutes, and commandments, if you live the way I want you to live, you will rule above every other nation on the earth. That's in the Bible. Now, if you don't do that, you will be cursed. Let me list some of the curses. The woman that was tender and delicate among you, her eye shall be evil toward her husband. The man, the young man, tender and delicate man, tender and delicate being, uh, uh, meaning that he's young in the sense of, you know, in the masculine sense. The young man, his eye would be evil toward his brother, right? You should be cursed in the field and cursed in the city. You shall be taken into Egypt again with ships. I look across the earth and I see few. In fact, I see no other group of people that relates more to the curses of God than so-called black people in this country. And the fact that you're asking this question and the fact that many, many, many researchers have just stared at us in awe, like, how can these people be so low in everything? I mean, you've got people from third world countries who will come here and in less than a generation be owning shops in our communities, meaning in the areas that we rent from, (laughs) okay? We don't even own anymore, right? It's amazing to people. And it's amazing because it's supernatural. There's no physical reason that we're in the shape that we're in. You look at the NFL, MLB, MLB, NBA, you look at NASA, they, they did a, they made a movie called the hidden figures, hidden figures, where many of the uh, calculators before computers were so-called black women that had helped get rockets into space. So you look at math, science, technology, even today with popular culture, putting us into one box, the, the ghetto, um, pretty much the black version of the shoot 'em up cowboy and the black version of the, the working woman, the black version of the Marilyn Monroe, they put us in those two tiny boxes. We encompass a broad range of professions, a broad range of, of likes and dislikes and abilities. So there's no real physical reason that we're in the shape that we're in. It's supernatural. Like there's something, there's a supernatural force that is keeping us down. Otherwise, how do you just, how do you make sense of people coming from a war zone like Vietnam and coming and owning all of the hair and nail salons in the ghetto? All of them. Damn near all of them. They even made articles about it where they brought them over and with, you know, different grants, programs, essentially move them into hair and nails and other, you know, other businesses as well that we don't even own in the areas that we live. So the near term and long term solution to black, to our problems, so-called black people's problems is found in the Bible. All right. I know that because I see the flip side. I see what I see the curses and I see they only fit us. So-called black people in America are world famous for one main thing. That is coming into America via slave ships and being distributed throughout the Americas. You had Native Americans also that were taken to Europe as slaves. They don't talk about that either. All right? Native Americans also taken to Europe as slaves. Okay? The Taino Indians taken to Spain as slaves. Back and forth. There was, there was also an Eastern slave trade. You have so-called black people in India. All right? Taken to India as slaves in small pockets in other countries far east. We are famous for that. Why? Because we are the people of book of the Bible. All right. So, this, so since we are suffering all of these problems, 
that are only listed in one book, that book being the Bible, you know, the, the, the young men being against each other, black on black crime, I think is close second to mass shootings in terms of, uh, uh, problems that many different news outlets like to go into and touch on black woman and the black man. I don't need to tell you about that. The relation, many relationships are in shambles. You saw, uh, once again, tie it into current events. You saw, uh, Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan. They just terrible upbringing in many, many of, uh, uh, women in our race of, of our people. Um, which leads to situations like Michael B. James and Lori Harvey, where we're great at like, we're great at sports and being workers, but at life, we just, we, we suck. We're terrible at life. Okay. We're that way because we're not following the laws, statutes, and commandments. So what needs to happen? More people like me need to go out and tell people the truth that in order for this problem that we have, which is severe, which is deep, which is generational in order for this problem to end, you have to put away the things that many of many of us want to do. The Bible forbids smoking, getting high. The Bible is against being an alcoholic, a drunk. You can have a drink and not be an alcoholic. The Bible is against pill popping. Pretty much everything we like, or we've been taught to like here in America, pork, crab, shrimp, and lobster. The problem with so-called black people is not financial. It's not educational. You can clearly hear I'm, I'm highly educated, Kelly. And there are many others like myself. It's not education. It's not money. <laughs> go, out, go ask Alpo. Alpo Martinez up in, the, in Harlem, making millions of dollars selling dope in, in impoverished communities. And there are people like that. Now, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to get up here and, and, and spout that common lie that <laughs> you should become a drug dealer and get rich because that's another myth, too. Um, those are, like any other profession, a few people make it to the top. And in that kind of profession, if you don't know politicians or, or, or cops, you're not, you're not getting to the level. But, but in, that's another topic for another day. Our problems are clearly spelled out in the Bible, and our solutions are spelled out as well. So, so Kelly, the near-term and long-term solution to black people is we need to, uh, we need to get our morality back. We need to get a sense of morality. Our morality should be found in the Bible, not in stones and crystals and sage and, and, and certainly not in the church. Enough of the church, because... <laughs> No one's more Christian. No one's more spiritual in this country than black people. And look what's gotten us. Seven to, you know, several thousand homicides a year across this country. Abortion, 350,000 abortions. When the Christian church, the black Christian church originally was against abortion. They need to include that in critical race theory also. Many black preachers taught against abortion. Then later on in the 80s, they, they flipped the script. In the late 70s, early 80s, they flipped the script. Our problem is is we lack morality. It's it. It's, it's not that. It's not that difficult. Our problem is we lack morality. We need morality, Kelly. Okay. And All we're right. going. To, we're going to get it. All right. I love it, Aban. I appreciate you joining me for the episode again today. Before we wrap things up, how can anyone listening follow you or check out what you stand for? Um, what type of plugs would you like to mention before we wrap up the episode? Great. All promotion is good promotion www.isupk.com www.isupk.com that is the school's main website my personal social medias are abunupk abun underscore upk on instagram abunupk on facebook isupk canada on twitter isupk canada on tiktok on tiktok as well all right uh priest officer 5000 those are the social medias 
et cetera, for the, you know, for the school, for myself personally. Uh, Kelly has been a great, a great uh, host as always. And that's pretty much all I had. I appreciate you coming on, Aban. Have a great um, evening, and I look forward to speaking with you again sometime soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon.